0: Inductees into the South Dakota Hall of Fame come from all backgrounds of life, but one thing they all have in common is their daily pursuit of their dreams. In this podcast, you will hear stories of the legacy of these inductees and how these dream chasers have impacted South Dakota in meaningful ways. Here's your host, Miles Beacom. I'm
1: with the famous Jim Ooster this afternoon, and Jim is... Part of the class of 2001 mm-hmm. Hall of Fame inductees. Mm-hmm. So, Jim, to start with, can you give yeah. us just an overview of your history from growing up uh, through today?
0: Uh, we grew up on a, a ranched farm type place, about halfway between Reliance and Orbro, uh, about eight miles northeast of Reliance. Um, went to school in Reliance and then high school in Chamberlain. And, um, and in those days there was a draft and, and when they got out of high school, I, I joined the guard, it was an engineering outfit in chairman, six months at Leonard Wood like everybody did and then another eight years as far as the guard. Started South Dakota State and I graduated from state, uh, I always like to say on a Monday night, June of 1962 and I started Sioux Falls Stockyards the next morning at six o'clock and was there for 43 years in different capacities, all in the cattle, but buying or, or something like that and so yeah, yeah, I've been in Sioux Falls since 62. This has been my home. and, and uh...
1: So just from growing up outside of Chamberlain mm-hmm. to going to South Dakota State, were there challenges in there for
0: you? Ours was ours was pretty much the, the the logistics of where we were. In fact, the reason we wound up in Chamberlain and it was and my sister wrote about it in the South Dakota magazine is uh, is uh, my dad got caught with three of his kids in the jeep about a mile from home in a really really bad blizzard in '52. And, uh, that's because there are quite a few people died in. Kids were just couldn't get home. And then he bought a house in Chamberlain. And so we would live there in the summertime. And, and then I think if, if, uh, challenge, you know, I was saying about that. There's one of the, one of the questions that, that, uh, that, people have said, is there something that people don't know? Can I walk in that people don't know about you? And it, this ties right into challenges. When, when I went to Chamberlain, um, and, and this is, this is, this is kind of personal. I was, uh, uh, really afflicted with acne. And in those days we had no idea what to do with it. I mean it was just kids left. But mine was bad. So you're moving into a high school where you don't know any you know, you don't know anybody and then I'm a little guy besides and just and kind of self conscious at the time, but especially because of that and and I, it was. I can remember. I just hated going. Just hated going to school. Just hated going in there. And then um, I had an English teacher. I was pretty good at English. I probably would have been in other courses if I just worked at it. But I was English, and, and her name was Nell Labadie. God love her. And, and uh, I was about halfway through my freshman year, and she asked me to stick around after class. Basically, she said, "You know, you're a pretty good person. I don't know if you know this or not, but the other kids like you if you'd give them a chance to like you." You you know you're you just uh just step out and be who you are and and uh, and and at the time I didn't know it and she might not have either but it was a turning point for me because she said people kids like you you know don't don't think they don't like you you because you're pleasant so anyway and so a good teacher never forgets you there there but uh but she was she was the reason that I I was able to kind of step out and and just be who I am and and uh,
1: is that amazing how teachers have yes. such an impact on yeah. students yeah. and one that would take the time to just sit down and talk with you yes and give you that encouragement yep. and yep. really a leadership that you needed at that point in time. The, to there's, no doubt. Blossomed.
0: there's no there's no doubt about that and I you know I think and and uh, we'll you know we'll probably talk about this a little deeper but I think that was one of the things that that always intrigued me about the South Dakota Hall of Fame In in when I was on the board We kind of knew what we wanted to do with kids, that's, that young people needed to know the stories, these kind of stories, but we weren't able to, to, as you folks are, are, you're able to do now, but what, the teachers, uh, mentors, uh, leaders of businesses that are able to, to work with young people make a huge difference. And most, and a lot of times we don't even know it. They don't even know what they're doing. Teachers do because that's what they do. But uh, and and that's why I'm so uh, you just even more proud of the South Carolina Hall of Fame is this relationship that you've developed, and I can brag on you because I wasn't part of it. But the relationship you guys have developed with the kids and and that and we're just getting started. If I understand it right, yes. I mean this is just a. Sorry, but it's it really makes a difference if if somebody if some if you look up to somebody and uh, yeah,
1: and yeah, it's amazing because. Um all of us had some tough challenges oh. uh, when we were younger, and that's the big thing that we really want to push to the kids, letting them know that there are going to be
0: challenges. Yes. And What we don't want yes. them to do is throw them the towel
1: and give yes. up. We want them to find people around them that will help them get yep. stronger yep. and overcome those challenges that are out there.
0: And those people are there. I mean, those people are there. I've, I've watched what uh, what you've done. you uh, your premier people, what you've done with them. Um, to you know, in, at universities in the city of Sioux Falls, to to make um, uh, like things like housing that we take for granted, you know, but for people that don't have a home and we want and they're and they're good working people, but it's yeah, but it starts with the young people. I mean, it truly does, and that's you know with the teachers and again people like you or myself or you name the person. Yeah, I'd been around the stockyards, and quite frankly, uh, my grades were pretty bad. I carried my academic excellence right from Chamberlain High School up to South Dakota State, so I didn't have a lot of offers. But uh, the stockyards, I went to work just for the stockyards company, uh, just shaking hay and chasing cattle and, and cleaning drains and whatever it was. And then I'd been there a couple months when Farmers Union Livestock hired me to work in their commission company, Cattle Alley. And a few years later, I was hired to buy cattle for Greenlee Packing Company. And so, yeah, I just, I just started doing. In fact, if, uh, just to show you what the education can do, we had five or six World War II veterans when I started at the Yards in 62. And one of them was a guy, and I'll use his name, his name was Sam Vilhauer. And we just got to be great. great, Just he smoked a little stubby cigar and he had a baseball cap on. Well, the supervisor was taking me around that first morning about 7.30 and we went to scale too. And the supervisor, um, uh, Art Miles says, uh, says, Sam, we got a, a young fella here, just graduated from South Dakota State. I want you to take him. And Sam erupted, he threw his cap. He said, just what we need around here is another college kid. <laughs> so, and about, we got to be really good friends. So that, see, that was a case. He really didn't care what kind of education I had, it, but he found out I wasn't afraid to work. And and so everything worked out. But I always remember that, welcome to Stockyard. just what we need here is another college kid, so. In
1: how many years were you at Stockyard? 43. 43 mm-hmm. years. Yep. Would you have ever thought once you graduated at SDSU, oh that no, you'd be no, no, no,
0: no, way down deep, I th- I thought about uh, uh, going home, you know, because my dad and uncle ranched and farmed out there, and I think we could have made that work. And my dad died very young; he was fifty six, died of cancer, and of course that changed everything. And I it, in, in that was nineteen sixty eight in the early seventies, mother was talking to me about going home, and you talk about how. Uh the, the good lord kinda of looks out for you. We we had set down, you may or not have known as Junior Shelley had the tri county banks and stuff in Chamberlain and we talked about it, the money My mother would have to co-sign everything, but there's something down deep that I'm thinking, boy, if this goes wrong, she's got her name on on that. Well, um three years later, here here come the drought of seventy five, the horrible drought of seventy six, the interest rates and everything that ha- I mean, well, I wouldn't have made it. There's there's no doubt about it. I I would not have made it. And so like I say, there's a power that looks after you too. I belonged at the stockyards, Miles, is what. And that's the other thing that I, that the young people that that I like to tell the kids. Um, I, I think I mentioned to you, Greta. Um, I did a lot of speaking. You know, when you're. When you don't charge and you're short, you don't talk too long You tell a few jokes, everybody, everybody wants you. But my, I really enjoy FFA banquets, the awards banquets. And uh, my own, the message, I tell a few stories, talk 20 minutes. But the, the underlying message, and this was the example I used, and I've had a lot of young, young guys come up to me 30 years later, and they still remember, is I, just, I just asked them to take the class at the high school that you're in right now that you don't like. You just really... Just, everybody's got one you just oh man here we go again I got to go now take that three hours a week and turn it into 40 and take that times 30 years so you're going for 40 hours a week you're going to that class but that's your job and you're gonna do it for the next 30 years that's what it's you're if you're doing to yourself if you stay in something that you don't like and you won't be good at it the message was simple but I have had a lot of young people that, that remember that's the only thing they remember is is that that uh, I said be happy in what you do and and uh
1: And that's so important in being with the stockyard for 43 Mm -hmm. years. number of times through that career, you could have jumped and and chased something else, but Mm -hmm. that's where your passion was. You loved what you were doing. And because of that, you you look at uh, who you became and what you built. And and you look at that, and you have a tremendous name in South Dakota, Mm -hmm. uh, not only from your work at the stockyards, but for what you do in the community as well. Mm -hmm. And that's just as strong if not stronger than the 43 mm-hmm. years you yeah. had. Yeah. But I think it's an incredible message for the kids to understand. And once you no find doubt. something with passion, no doubt, don't yeah. always be looking for the next yep. deal. Because if you devote your time and yep. your career and you want to be the best at that, you will be.
0: That's right. And the money the money, and everything else will take care of itself. It really does. And if you don't like what you do, you're not going to be very good at it. And and we've all, I mean, every profession has got people that are doing, that they really don't like what they're doing. Now, they're making enough money that they're paying the bills, and it's not too bad, but but they're looking tor- forward to Friday, and they're dreading Monday. I mean, that's how you know, and uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's just. But it's it's uh, again. You go back to the young people, and and um, and I, I think about. Uh how many kids FFA classes uh, that we've gone through in the state of South Dakota? And you could go to 4-H or just name the organization. Where, but but part of that was was an older person with a little bit of experience and maybe a lot of experience that took the time to to spend some time with those kids, either as a group or individually. And it, and it makes a difference. And again, I go back to what to what the South Dakota Hall of Fame is doing uh, with and for young people now, and, and that's going to just grow. I know it is because it's, it's the right thing to do, and it's a, it's a lesson for young people. I mean, it's a great lesson, and I'm a believer that they like those lessons. They like to hear about somebody that, that uh, especially somebody with acne that that went on to do pretty, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, absolutely. yeah, that's right.
1: And in, all of us have had those challenges. Yes, no and, doubt, uh, no doubt. You had the teacher that took you aside yes. and helped you out. Yep. The other thing, Jim, that you have always done is been involved in the community. Mm-hmm. What made you start getting involved with the community?
0: I guess uh, uh, the, in 1971, when I started doing the markets for the stockyards and being more involved and in outside of the yards, and then, I started doing things for the Sioux Empire Farm Show, which tied right into what what uh, what my love was, my my professional thing was. And uh, it was just it got to be a natural, and then from there to the fairs, and then you start to realize you'll see you'll see somebody else, you you might see an Al Shock or somebody like that, and you watch them, and you and they give so much of their themselves, and you watch this guy, and I, I'll use Al. I could name twenty five people, but they whether it's Lions Club, like you know the, the amount of time that a guy like Al gave to Lions, or people that like Kurt Alberty for the farm show and the fair. And you watch them and they're the generation above you and you and you just say my goodness look at them go and and you think you know maybe there's there's a reason they do that and the reason is it makes your city better and it makes the the fair better but most importantly i think it makes you better it makes you a better person
1: well do you ever think of the number of people that you've impacted because they've been watching you and <laughs> yeah. back in the community as well and and you've been a great mentor for mm-hmm. a lot of people so I want to thank you for I appreciate, everything you've yeah. done for the community and
0: for the state. Yeah, I appreciate that. It was yeah, it's it was, and I wouldn't. You know, you're lucky when you look back, and there's not much I would change. I've been very lucky. You know, there's a lot of things that, and that's the other thing I'll tell young people is sometimes uh, if you you just go about what you like, things will take care of themselves. And and uh, you know, you, you, there's some things. If if you know, I belonged at the stockyards. I didn't know it at the time. I kind of joke about not having another job when I left South Dakota, but it was was the truth. But I just lucked into, fell into, God put me into a place that, that I liked what I was doing and do some other things while I was there. But but it certainly wasn't, I said, you know, you'll be good at the stockyard. When you're 22 years old, you can't even find your car, much less, you know, what you're going to be good at. But just if you enjoy going to work, the rest of it takes care of itself.
1: Well, Jim, you've mentioned God and your faith and mm-hmm. everything. How is your faith part of your
0: success, um, we were brought up. Um, uh, we were happened to be Catholic, and I could name families. Uh, we had three churches, if you can believe that, in a little town of ninety people: uh, Catholic, Lutheran, and uh, uh, Methodist. And uh, but I'll use my my mom and dad. Mother played the organ. My dad sang. We were eight miles from Reliance, and we'd go to Lower Brule if we missed eight o'clock mass at Reliance. But but my dad, my dad was. I'll tell you what. We went in some weather, but he really believed. He really believed that. That there was a power that helped you, and we really saw that uh, the last three months of his cancer battle. I mean, uh, he it was it was just we, even though we weren't talking about it, all of all of his children. We were older then, but all of the, all the children knew that there was something there. When you see your dad, in, you walk by the bedroom, and you see him in on his and his knees uh, with his rosary. You think, you know, there's a man that's, that's dying, we all know he is, and he's still doing this. There's something there. And uh, yeah, it's not for everybody. I mean, I and I can't, you know, you sure can't say, but, but I I was, yeah, it was a big part of, of what what we did.
1: Yeah. Well, it's always nice to have that strong faith mm-hmm. and believe that you're doing the right things. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things that you've continued to do is do the right things yeah. at work, do the right things yeah. in the community. Uh, and, and it's paid
0: dividends yeah. for you as well. Yeah, as you know, like uh, if you wander around Avera like I have for so many years, just um, and it's just interesting, you'll see oh, five or six times a year that, it, that someone that you know that, that really wasn't supposed to be here and uh, a year later, they're back doing what they were doing, and and you'll talk to the doc, uh, who he or she will say, "Hey, I had that one, I t- I can't take credit for that." And they believe that. And these are these are physicians that you know that. Uh, yeah, well, I'm just a strong believer. If
1: you're going to be successful, you have to have a strong faith yeah, as well, yeah, and it helps yeah,
0: you do the right things. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's also, and this is probably a little adolescent, but for me, it's always been a place to turn during the. And we all have them during those times that that are. Pretty naughty, I mean, pretty hard to deal with. And, and sometimes just the quietness of a chapel or, and you'll see that at you know, every hospital, for example, has a, has a chapel, at least the ones I'm familiar with have been and, and you'll see a, somebody in there by themselves just, uh, and you know who they are, and they're, they're just, uh, they're saying, help me through this if you can, because I can't do this anymore by myself, and,
1: and uh, yeah. Jim, what's the challenge that you had in either community service or in your work life uh, that you would like to share and really give the youth that, su- that support that y- you can overcome those challenges?
0: Uh, I Probably to me, my love for the stockyards and it got to be the stockyards closed, uh, let's see, 2012. So what's that, eight, eight nine years ago. I started to see, and, and, and several of us did, that, that this was a business that was was not growing, that it was going a different direction. Everything was changing on us. And when you know, I was upper fifty, sixty years old, loving what I'm doing, but realizing, and and there were my partner and I, David Frankman, the greatest partner in the world, but you start realizing that uh that you, you know you're not gonna be able to do this till you're seventy-five because there's not gonna be enough money. They're just I mean, it's just a business that's going the different direction. And yet if you sit down and talk about things and you realize by that time I was fortunate enough to to be able to do a few other things and and uh, Penny was working at the library and we didn't need it very much. But, but uh, that was probably one of the tougher decisions uh, about three years before it closed to sit down with David and say, you know what? I think it's time and, and he understood. Understood. But uh, you know, when you're doing something you you really love, this is. I'm. Don't worry about the facts. It's not going to make any difference. It, but way down here, you'd be coming back from speaking somewhere, and you'd be thinking about the numbers and how many cattle you had at last month, and where's the cattle going to come from next month, and the business is changing. Uh, and, and to to finally say to yourself, you know, I got to do this, and now this is, this sounds a little bit hokey, but but I'd walked out, of, I was walking out of, of, uh, of Air McKinnon, and the chapel, as you know, Miles, is right by the front door. <laughs> and so I went in and sat down, and, <laughs> and I says, I said, you know, I'm getting kind of old in here, God, I don't know what, but I wasn't, 57, 58 years old, and and, uh, and I said, this isn't working. And, and uh, it hit me it wasn't. I think that's when I first, but to make the decision to totally change direction, uh, that was probably as hard a one as I, and especially if something I really loved. I mean, I really loved that place. And um, it was just, and it worked better because it, it, it was better for David. It was better, but it was really a hard thing to do, but it worked out. And these things, and, and I think you'd, you'd say the same thing. And we just talked about the challenges that your industry went through. So I can't remember the years. And yet, and I'm sure you guys had some some really difficult meetings. I mean, and difficult discussions, and difficult. And yet, here we are. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I think. I think you know, if you if you believe in something, and if you really if you really uh, set on work I mean, things work out. They just truly do. They things and they work out the way they're supposed to.
1: Even if you had an opportunity to say something to the youth across the state about really chasing their dreams what
0: would you share with them just basically just uh, start paying attention to what you like to do and you don't have to be very old to to start you know do I do and this is pretty you know I've mentioned I love to hunt pheasants I'm not an athlete but I just I like the fall of the year in Lyman County I I like being there Uh, I just I'm not even the greatest shot in the world never have been but I I just like doing it but there's people my brother Terry has always been a reader a writer i mean if you know somebody once said that uh, with the three boys and kevin is the, is the outdoorsman the brother and rap but he's just a i mean he's been a kid he fishes by himself he takes his dog hunting he's distant and somebody once said you know uh, when those boys were younger uh, if they were out there and they're working on and their Dad's working on the combine, you might see Terry sitting over in the shade reading a book. Kevin would be sitting on a grease can with a cane pole, and Jimmy be trying to chase a jackrabbit down someplace over there. I mean, but you start paying attention to what it is you like to do. There's people that are really good with numbers that like math, they like science, and that'll start giving you an idea of like even in high school. And and if your counselors will help you with that, but you you know as a youngster, as a young person, what you enjoy you and what you don't like. You know, I talked about that class that you go into at high school or, or wherever that they, you go to it because it's required. You have to take it if you're going to graduate, but it really isn't any fun. You know, and you've got the other class or two or three that you look forward to. Maybe it's art. We've got, our, or, you know, we've got kids and my, my grandkids. I've got two really good grandkids or both their parents are. I, they love art, and they, but you can tell they just diddle and scruble. And now one of them's at the University of Minnesota, but it's major. If kids pay attention, and I think that follows them, I just felt, But most importantly, just you'll know it when you're happy and then start heading down that road, and, and the rest of it will take care of itself. I really believe that.
1: Jim, what did you think when they told you that you're going to be inducted in the South Dakota Hall of Fame with the superstars of the state?
0: Well, at the, you, the, when you when you get the call, the first thing you don't know, you can't, well, you, first off, you can't believe it. And then the second thing is you, you think to yourself, you don't deserve it, but you're not going to give it up. I'll tell you that. You're, you're <laughs> not going to say, no, I'm going to do this. I promise you that. But you that was the first time that I started to take a look at who else is in there. And that's the thing that you know. We talk about the young people, and uh, and the the and I, and I thought about this twice. And by the way, the the job you guys did with I don't know if replay the 2019 inducting ceremony, whatever you showed a was it was. I thought, boy, that's about as well done as you can do something. And then along came the actual 2020 induction ceremony. Which was just, and that's the other thing—the relationship with these kids that can do. Because South Dakota Public Broadcasting is is our, it's our station. Whether we, you know, it it just really is. But when you see the number, the kind of people that are that are in that hall, I mean, it's just my goodness. And and it's it's not just it's not just people. I talk about. I always call her. I don't know her name. The Christmas tree lady from Pierre that decided she was going to decorate the. The Capitol with Christmas trees and people like that—that that have truly changed our state—and I'm one of them. I mean, I'm, all of a sudden, I'm in there with with those kind of people, and yeah, it's. Um, and then what's interesting is is um, my granddaughter came through with some kids, and she was going to the hills, and um, she says, Chamberlain, this I heard this from from my daughter. Let's 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 go to the Hall of Fame. Why?" My grandpa's in there, but she said it with, pro- my grandpa's in there. So, you know, so it's and the young people, but then they get in there and they see people that they've heard of, people that they know of. You know, the whole world knows Tom Brokow. I mean, I don't care who, you, 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 know, you know, and now that um, uh, to, to get, why can't I say my buddy and, and Sturgis, our sculptor, uh, Lamphere Dale. I mean, people that have, that have impacted an entire world. It's just amazing. And I don't say that boastfully, but that's what the Hall of Fame is. That's, that's who they are.
1: Uh, and I think it's, again, a great place to gather stories yes. and share yes. with the youth yeah. uh, to yeah. hopefully help them chase their dreams yeah. as well. Yeah, and
0: I think it does. I, I really think it does. I, I do, yeah.
1: Jim, one of the things that you and Penny did together yes. is that you were one of the first participants on a planned gift to the mm-hmm. South Dakota Hall of Fame. Why did you do that?
0: Yeah. Um, I guess two reasons. I, I, it, was, it was starting to dawn on, not dawn on us, realizing the importance of the hall, and number one. Number two, that it absolutely desperately needs to be one of the more successful entities in the state of South Dakota. And having served on other boards in the city, uh, the need for fin- financial stuff, a, the hardest thing for a board to do is to, to try and plan and budget when you don't know what your income is going to be. It just is. You're sitting there, and we've all we've been we've all been on those. You're sitting there. Well, well, what do you think? Will we take in 300? Well, last year it was. But to, boy, if, if you can get an endo- an endowment as as everybody's working on, if you can get a planned gift so that you know that that in 20 years, if if you can take the guesswork out of your income, and that and I, am I wrong? You're a better numbers guy than I am, Miles. But right. but if you can take the guesswork out of what your income is going to be, budgeting becomes pretty easy because you can control the rest of it. And that's what I think planned gifts do. But to, we was it was just the right time. It was just the right time. Most importantly, the hall needed it. And I and and it was a way that we could help out and still do our our own cash stuff that we needed to do. It worked it just worked out well for us. And um, yeah. How did
1: you even approach the subject with penny and Let's sit down and start
0: looking at plan giving. Um, she was getting used to me by then. <laughs> it, was, it was just, no, it was, it, um, she understood the, the significance out there. And, and, um, and it, plus it's a little bit easier when you know you're, you know, if you've got, the, hey, you got three kids and you got grandkids and you've got this, oh, whatever, she, penny takes care of all that money stuff. But the thing for college for kids. So you're, you know, you're really, when you're, when you're gone, um, you know, the only thing you're going to leave is something that's going to make a difference to other people. And uh, the hall obviously is doing that, and it's going to do it a lot more. And uh, and and like we've we got this, we got South Dakota State, this, uh, Sioux Falls Community Foundation, if that's okay to talk about in here. Avera is one of my first loves, and stuff like that. And so, but it just it really fits. It fits in in what we and as two well, number two, as I mentioned, it's in Chamberlain. It's my home country, rural, rural county and Lyman County. Well,
1: Jill, on behalf of the mm. board in the south dakota hall of fame i'd like to thank you and mm, for being yeah. one of the first planned givers mm. uh in the state so you're right up there leading leading <laughs> again and leading everything lead. else that you've done in the state and congratulations thank on the you. induction back in 2001 yeah. very very deserving yeah. and, and thanks for being such a leader for not yeah. only our community but our state
0: miles thank you it's great thank you thank you for listening To learn more about the South Dakota Hall of Fame and these Dream Chasers, visit our website at www.sdexcellence.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram.